This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good morning. Welcome to Resource Center. This is Audrey Raj. So everyone's been jumping on the sustainability bandwagon of late. Um, MNCs and SMEs alike recognize that ESG or sustainability practices are slowly becoming somewhat of a bedrock of modern business and investment strategy. But with this hype surrounding sustainability, we've also heard of companies making claims of being more sustainable than they really are. So this is called greenwashing. You know, when a brand frames itself to be environmentally conscious for marketing purposes, but it's not really making the same efforts internally. Now, to talk to us about greenwashing today, I have online with me Ho Pek Sun, the Associate Insights Director at Isentia Malaysia. And uh, Pek Sun's going to give us some insights into a recent study the tech innovator did about Malaysian's perception of greenwashing. We are going to discuss what consumers are saying about companies and brands when it comes to greenwashing, as well as cover the differences between greenwashing and green marketing. Pek Sun, Welcome to Resource Centre. Thank you, Audrey. Happy to be here on the show with you. So, Pixan, um, now I've heard the term greenwashing being thrown about in so many conversations of late uh, with business owners, with investors, with uh, marketers. You know, it's just like it's 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 a term that keeps coming up whenever we talk about ESG practices or sustainability, uh, every other discussion. Right. So just before we get started, maybe you can clarify what exactly constitutes greenwashing. Um, how do you identify it? Um, Please explain. Sure. Now, to set the context, the term greenwashing was actually first used by environmentalist Jay Westerwelt in 1986. He was actually using this term in his essay when he described how the hotel industry falsely promoted the reuse of towels as part of a broader environmental conservation strategy that mm. contributed little impact to the environment, but instead it promoted savings in laundry cost. So now as consumers are becoming more socially aware and um, conscientious in their lifestyle choices, many companies are also prompted or even pressured to reduce the environmental impact and adopt sustainability as part of their CSR agenda, right? So now the issue is what happens when these brands make false claims that they are more sustainable than they actually are. And mm. so, you know, like what you've explained earlier, greenwashing happens when a brand positions itself to be environmentally conscious in its operations, but in reality, they are not making any significant efforts to minimize their environment impact. Now, usually these claims are marketing gimmicks intended to mislead consumers into thinking they're supporting brands that align with their eco-friendly values when really they don't. But in all fairness, I like to think that some greenwashing happens unintentionally due to a lack of commitment internally in seeing through their sustainability efforts. And as a result of greenwashing, consumers have become skeptical or even critical with companies claiming to be eco-friendly and sustainable in their practices. And so basically, this is what prompted us to want to study this topic of greenwashing. We want to know what the general Malaysian online users are saying about this topic. And if you know any particular industries are being called out more than the others with greenwashing practices. 
Okay, uh, we're going to come back to that in just a bit. But something that you mentioned that you said online users, right? Now, this is where I've seen most of the accusations about greenwashing being thrown about, of course, on Twitter. Um, how, how do consumers identify brands that, you know, they claim are greenwashing? You know, how do you identify, how, how, do, you, how do you spot them? Uh, do you have any examples to share with us? Yes, I do. Um, Well, admittedly, it's not easy to spot, especially when greenwashing can be so subtle. Uh, Most of the times, consumers get blindsided by buzzwords like sustainable, eco or natural. Now, usually greenwashed ads or campaigns tend to play on people's emotions rather than focusing on the functional benefits of the products. They often involve emotional appeals that make consumers feel good about helping the environment when they're really not. Mm. Or, you know, they may also be uh, consciously focusing on one good green aspect while ignoring a greater environmental harm. Now, for example, in order to stop using plastic cutlery, right, companies may start selling their own bamboo or wooden cutlery packaged in plastic wrappers. The yeah. irony with this is that consumers end up buying more new zero-waste items that basically contribute to more waste. Mm. Anyway, whether it's images of nature or green buzzwords, like it or not, consumers will need to do some research on their own to verify mm. the you know all these environmentally friendly claims made by these brands. Now, just because the product advertises itself to have used um, green materials, it doesn't make the product 100% eco-friendly. Yes, I know it may sound like extra work on the part of the consumers, but it shouldn't be too hard to find if you think about it. If a brand is genuine with their eco-friendly pledge, right, evidence that backs up any green claims made by the brand should be easily accessible. And you may ask why. Now, this is because a truly sustainable brand is transparent about their supply chains and how their operations impact the environment. Now, for an example, right, Brusa requires listed companies to disclose narrative statement of the management of material economic, environmental, and social risk and opportunities in their annual reports. Mm. In another word, this is aimed at elevating the sustainability practices and disclosures of Brusa listed companies. So the annual reports are a good place to start to help investors and consumers alike to, you know, to make more informed decisions. And When all else fails, we just need to rely on our gut feelings. Consumers need to be aware that the cost of sustainable products is often higher than conventional products due to um, more expensive raw materials. If an eco-friendly product is selling for a low price, consumers need to do some self-reflection and ask how the manufacturer manages to keep the price low. Now, I'm not saying price is the main indicator for greenwashing, but what I'm trying to get at is as consumers, we just need to be curious and don't be afraid to ask questions. At the end of the day, the best way to stop greenwashing is to start from within the company, top down. Business leaders need to believe in building their green credentials and lead by example. And it's equally as important that consumers hold companies accountable for their environmentally friendly claims by calling out on those that deviate and support those that have done right by the planet. Right, right. Now, uh, I'm sure that all of this, I mean, like like your summary there comes from that study that you just did uh, on Malaysians' perception of greenwashing. Like, But maybe you can give us some key takeaways from the study. You know, what were the conversations surrounding greenwashing? How do consumers feel about it? Uh, please give us a, a bit of insight into the study. 
Sure. Now, interestingly, from our study, we noticed that uh, not many social media users use the term greenwashing when describing the act of greenwashing. Now, this may imply that there's still a number of people who don't know the meaning of the term greenwashing. Mm. But this doesn't mean that they are not aware of such subtle, uh, supposedly eco-friendly practices happening around them. Now, when describing greenwashing, they tend to associate it with sustainability, the environment, and the future state of living. Now, people are generally cynical, and they think companies may say that they care about the environment, but actually don't, mm. and they don't do anything about it, or that their actions contradict their green claims. Now, however, we've noticed that consumers appear to mostly react through words and typically aren't that driven to actively boycott a company. Now, take this for an example. Despite concerns over textile waste filling up landfills and oil companies damaging the environment, consumers are still shopping with, with fast fashion brands and they're traveling more than ever now that the economy has reopened, right? Mm -hmm. With cars and airplanes. Now, this suggests greenwashing has more of an impact on consumer perceptions of a company and may not necessarily influence their purchasing behavior. And there seems to be a knowledge gap when it comes to verifying true green claims versus greenwashing. Consumers seem to be influenced by the marketing and brand power of big companies when they try to shop sustainably. Recycling initiatives, for example, are generally very well received by consumers. But some eco-conscious consumers are questioning if these brands are managing such initiatives with the right channels. Right. Okay, uh, Pixar, now uh, I have some questions about the report, but we'll get to that in just a bit. We're going to take a quick break for some messages. When we come back, we cover um, green marketing versus greenwashing, and we get more industry insights uh, on greenwashing from Pixar from iCentia. All that and more happening on Resource Center. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. Building First World Malaysia. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. You are listening to Resource Centre. This is Audrey Raj. Online with me today, I have Ho Pek Sun, Associate Insights Director at Icentia Malaysia. And we're discussing green claims, greenwashing and green marketing. Now, uh, before we move any further, Pixan, maybe you can talk to us about Icentia and what you guys do. You're a tech innovator. You work with SaaS. There's also VAS involved in there as well. So please explain. And of course, you know, why Icentia um, actually wanted to understand more about greenwashing, you know, or why did you guys do this? Okay, so um, Icentia is part of Access Intelligence, a tech innovator delivering high-quality SaaS or software-as-a-service products for leading uh, global companies in the marketing and communication industries. What we do is we help our clients to monitor and analyze contents from the mainstream and social media channels. And then we help our clients to make uh, informed decisions by creating actionable insights from having a complete view of conversation occurring about the client's organization. Now, how we do this is by using a combination of powerful technology and local expertise across the region. Now, for this report, we actually used our leading AI-powered audience intelligence and social listening platform called Pulsar. Mm. Pulsar combines conversational and behavioral signals from leading digital sources to help companies 
understand their audiences, right? And based on this information, then they can use it to help them create messages that resonate with their audience. Right, right. And the greenwashing report, is that the reason why, I mean, were there just general curiosity about what consumers think about greenwashing and how they perceive brands um, in the process as well? Oh, yes. Uh, Of late, we've noticed there has been a lot of conversations. And in fact, there has been a lot of news coverage on sustainability. And therefore, it's also linked to greenwashing because there seems to be still a lot more that you know, um, that, that, that needs to be done in terms of, you know, um, policing or, or, or ensuring that companies don't, you know, over-exaggerate their eco-achievements, for mm. example. So, so that prompted us to want to have a look at, you know, what the general Malaysian um, online users are saying, what, whether they are aware of such, you know, greenwashing practices happening around them and also what their thoughts are on this, on this issue, right? And, and we're also curious as to, you know, if there's certain industries that, that the, the consumers have particularly noticed, right, to have practiced greenwashing. And so, yeah, so that was what basically prompted us to want to have a look or have a study into uh, this topic. Okay, so now I'm curious about the industries that consumers associate with greenwashing. You know, what, what were the main ones? Well, there, there have been uh, a number of industries that, that, that the consumers have pointed out. But uh, generally, consumers are cynical towards oil and gas companies that claim to be promoting sustainability and clean energy. Mm. Now, basically, to paint you a picture of the level of sarcasm that we've observed, I quote what one social media user said. Oil company talking about sustainability is like my grandma saying she's going to grow new teeth at 90. (laughs) Now, not only that, the involvements of these oil companies in motorsports have also drew flags from the people because they think sustainability and motorsports are two polar Mm. opposites. Mm. Of course, other than oil and gas, fast fashion industry is also not bad. The general concern with fast fashion is that these brands produce and sell such a high volume of affordably made garments that it's almost hard to imagine eco-friendly and fast fashion to coexist. Some even said clothing items that consumers send to these brands for recycling are being sent to the landfills instead and that Mm. there's no transparency of whether they adopt ethical labor practices or not. Right, right. And, and, and here's another one. We also see comments about smartphone manufacturers greenwashing. Consumers are not pleased that some brands are no longer including charger with the phone, claiming that uh, it's meant to save the environment through the reduction of plastic waste, to which, of course, consumers disagree. Mm. By making them buy the charger separately will only lead to more plastic wastage because, you know, of the separate packaging. which And more profits for the manufacturer. Yes, you are spot on. That was one of the, com- you know, one of the observations that we've noticed, uh, you know, with what the consumers are saying online. So, yeah. And of course, you know, there's also conversations about the banking sector for financial greenwashing. Now, this basically, you know, generally stems from consumers' skepticism about how strongly their banks are committed to the sustainability agenda. Um, of course, other than the private sector, the consumers have also mentioned the public sector. Now, in this case, the government plays dual role. One, as the entity that ensures the country achieves its sustainability agenda, and the other one as the enforcer 
in mitigating greenwashing. What this means is that while the people want the government to walk the talk by ensuring that we identify our development priorities and implement initiatives that align with the country's sustainability agenda, they also hope the government would implement tougher enforcement and regulatory efforts to prevent greenwashing by all sectors. Mm. You know, um, one of the interesting points that I picked up when I glanced through this study was um, how consumers pointed out like initiatives such as like the 20 cent fee that we pay for plastic bags, um, you know, that it's, it's charged by the public sector, but it's really missing the ESG mark because they seem to be profiting uh, from the use of the plastic bags. Can you talk to us more about this? Yes, uh, definitely. So there have been a lot of comments regard, uh, surrounding this, this no plastic bag campaign, right? Because, uh, you know, it was largely driven by the announcement made sometime in mid-May this year that, you know, all state governments have agreed to implement a pollution charge on plastic bags. So now, while the government's efforts to reduce plastic pollution in the country is commendable, consumers generally don't seem to agree with this 20 cents charge for, for plastic bag because you know, like what you've mentioned, they think it's counterintuitive and, and it basically constitutes greenwashing because it's, it, 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 it's seemingly allowing retailers to profit from the use of plastic bags instead of completely cutting off the use of plastics. And then there are also those who think that the 20 cents charge is too low to effectively discourage the use of plastic bags. Hmm. So, you know, while we're on this subject, right, we're, we, 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 we think that Perhaps, you know, in order to to assure the consumers that this is not a money-making scheme, the retailers could consider channel this 20 cents charge, right, to support initiatives that promote sustainability. And so this way, right, it, it, it would help to boost the consumer's confidence that, you know, whatever charge that has been um, uh, applied for, for plastic bag usage, right? Uh, these are all being channeled to, to um, good initiatives to promote, it, uh, to preserve the environment and so on. And, and, and also to convince them that really this is just a charge for convenience because consumers forgot to bring their own shopping bags and therefore they just have to pay to get the plastic. It's not meant to encourage the use of plastic bags, but it's just offered to you as an um, as-needed basis. Mm. That's an excellent suggestion, Pixan. Now, another thing that uh, I, I wanted to discuss is the difference between green marketing and greenwashing, because some brands just, they just get this wrong, you know? So can you talk to us about that? Okay, so... Uh, green marketing means promoting efforts to be environmentally friendly to a target audience. But it's not just about promoting an offering with environmental attributes. Going green also requires brands to change their production process, making the product with the environment in mind. Now, when companies use environmental ideals without truly being part of the company values, then this is what is known as greenwashing, as what we've been discussing um, so, you know, so far. Now, um, I also want to um, introduce another concept. While we're talking about green marketing, right, we also sometimes hear people talk about sustainable marketing. Mm. Although both green and sustainable marketing touch on environmental preservation and awareness, sustainability involves a broader responsibility to keep a social, economical and ecological balance, whereas green focuses on environmental well-being. And so therefore, Sustainable marketing involves creating awareness for a better and more sustainable future. Right. 
Pixan, uh, thank you so much. Now, before I let you go, uh, I'm sure based on I sent you a study, you've seen what brands should do, what brands should not do when it comes to their ESG practices, their ESG efforts uh, as part of their green marketing and sustainable marketing initiatives as well. So what can brands do to not have their ESG efforts perceived as greenwashing? Simple. Just stay truthful. Be transparent without the intention to mislead. They should rely on data, embrace credible third-party certification, and resist stretching the truth about their eco-achievements. In the end, it's very important that brands educate consumers about what truly are the environmental attributes of their product portfolio. And then they need to ensure that the green pledge that they have made is being supported by all stakeholders um, within the company. Right. Now, for more information on the uh, Isentia study on Malaysians' perception of greenwashing, uh, Pixan, is there a way that we can access this study, you know, have a look at it? And also, how do we get in touch with Isentia for more information? Um, we would like to encourage uh, those who are interested to find out more about Isentia and what we do, or even with the report on greenwashing. You can visit our website uh at www.icentia.com Right. Uh, and if you missed out on any part of this show, you can go look for the podcast on our website. That's bfm.my. You can also find all our podcasts on the brand new BFM app that's available on the Apple App Store and on Google Play. I've been speaking with Ho Pek Sun, Associate Insights Director at Icentia Malaysia. My name is Audrey Raj and this has been Resource Centre on Enterprise BFM 89.9. Listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.